Blog Talk Radio. Huh. everyone welcome to your week ahead with mama daughter astrology we are back live right here on the my astrology coach radio network and let me just double check real quick that y'all can hear me and we will take it from there we are back online this week and we uh have fixed (laughs) most of the electronic issues that were going on last week that I know of. So, so far, so good. I'm just double-checking the sound that y'all can hear me. Uh, What I would like to do is revisit some of the things from last week that are actually going on right now today, like the Mercury-Neptune opposition that some of y'all might be experiencing like me and uh I, that would uh i think that'll be good it, it's it's a tough week and it's been uh tough in the weeks that we've had here so uh I, I think that going back to last week and i said a few shows ago i didn't like to do that i didn't want to get in that habit but because of all the technical issues from last week's show Y'all deserve it. We deserve it to maneuver better through the rest of this week and getting ahead to next week. Um, I don't hear myself. So if you if um if it's blank or if you're not hearing anything, I guess someone would either if you've called in, please just press one on the keypad and you can Click link in to me directly, and if you're online, I do have the chat window open. And instead of saying, I, I'm not even going to try to correct it, but instead of saying welcome to this week's show, it does say welcome to this wins show, thanks to autocorrect. So, yeah, I, I'm in, I've got the chat open as well. If you cannot hear me, I guess you wouldn't hear me saying this, but hopefully someone will uh, uh, will chat in if I see a few on there, if, you know, if it's gone on too long with no sound. So anyway, welcome, 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 welcome back. And uh, I I definitely want to honor, praise, revere, respect uh, our divine ancestors and every body that has played a part in this show being a success. I would definitely say it's a success. I've uh, been able to compare a few of the stats and, you know, um, if I've just aided one person, and I know I've aided more than that, but if I've aided one person in getting to know themselves uh, better astrologically, I've done my job because of the inherent value and power that lies in knowing yourself in that way. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. I also, I want to get into this week's show first. Hold on, what did they say? Okay, I don't see anything. 
I want to get into this. Okay, I can confirm. I can hear myself. So I'll stop lollygagging, y'all. I didn't want to keep going until I could confirm that, and I have done that now. Uh, Brother Ampu, just amazing, amazing person, a fearless leader of the whole entire My Astrology Coach Network. And I honor him, I respect him, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity. So with that being said, I'm going to do the week ahead real quick because there's really not a lot going on. Thankfully, uh, with me uh, getting an opportunity to go back, we're going to have time because this week ahead, August the 16th, which is Sunday, we always start on the Sunday and on the Saturday, Um this week, we've got like three major transits going on. Every other week, it's been like seven and eight things going on. And I, I'm just, I don't really get into the moon here, the moon transits, because they, they happen so rapidly. I mean, we it'd be a four-hour long show. So what I will mention about next week, August 16th, Sunday through Saturday, August 22nd, First of all, let me mention that it is the final week of the sun being in Leo, okay? We are about to hit Virgo season. Leo, sun in Leo has been interesting. It's 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 exciting. You, you feel the fire. Leo's a fire sign. You feel the fire. You feel the excitement. You feel the intensity. The, you know, when you think of the sun, you think of intense heat. You feel that intensity in your self-expression, all the things that the sun rules, and your ego. How many of us have had some fired up, charged up egos, lit up egos here in the last few weeks? Um, You know, Leo uh, rule is, uh, the symbol is a lion. Well, the glyph is a little circle with a squiggly line, looks like a ponytail coming out of it. But the the image of a lion is very closely associated with Leo. And I know that some of you lions and lionesses out there have really been, you've either been roaring or you've been just, you know, able to, I don't know what kind of Leo or person who's influenced by the sun being in Leo could, could maintain their composure more like a more staunch kind of lion just sitting there. But, um, it's definitely been interesting, and think I'm ready for the seasons to change <laughs> here on the tail end. I shouldn't say that. Um, I'll talk uh, when I go back to last week's, which would be covering today through the rest of this week. Um, you'll see that today, uh, today is August the 12th, there is a Mercury-Neptune opposition, and I'd rather just chalk it up to that and not the sun being in Leo because it really has been a, a a really bright like the sun, you know, just uh, shining. Just, it, it really has been a, a good season, but it is wrapping up, okay? Uh, August 22nd is our week ahead, end date on the Saturday. That very next day, the 23rd, the sun moves into Virgo, okay? So the seasons are definitely changing with the new moon coming up here in a couple of days, which I'll speak on. I, I even have horoscopes for FYI. I have a few, quite a few horoscopes today just because, you know, I figured if I'm having 
such an interesting time with these passing transits. Maybe other people are too, and we can help each other out. So I got some horoscopes for everybody that covers not just the new moon, but a few of these transits and how they're impacting your sign uh, as well, be it your sun, moon, or ascendant in whatever sign I read the horoscopes for, okay? Uh, Let me get through the rest of this week ahead so we can skip back to last week and I can hook y'all up. All right. Uh, Next Sunday, the moon will be in Virgo, August 15th, okay? I'm sorry, that's when it went into Virgo, but as of the 16th Sunday when the week starts, it will still be in Virgo, okay? And it gives you, this will give you a little glimpse and insight emotionally into what to expect in the weeks ahead after the sun moves into Virgo. The moon being in Virgo is going to influence your emotions, your intuition, your habits. When the moon is in Virgo at the beginning of next week, uh, certain kinds of activities are favored under a Virgo moon, like mental pursuit. The reason being is that Virgo is a real detail-oriented sign. So if you have any mental pursuits uh, while the moon is in Virgo or the sun is in Virgo, it's a, it, the time is right for it. Work activities, anything work-related, looking for a job, interviewing for new jobs, want to transition from your job, This is a favorable time for any work activities. And this is general information, obviously, to know specifically. And and y'all will see when I read these horoscopes what I've been talking about this whole time. These transits affect different people differently. I don't care if I read a horoscope for Scorpio And I don't care if I read it for even, I've got some that are for the different three decanates of the sign. So I've got horoscopes this week for if you're in the first deacon of Scorpio, second deacon, or third deacon, depending on your birthday, is going to determine which deacon you fall into. I will specify those when I get into it so you'll know which deacon is yours. But I say that because even preparing the horoscopes for today's show or or for last week's show, um, I was able to see, you know, in a more, uh, just it was in my face that different signs are affected differently. Even within the same sign, different deacons were being affected differently. So that's why I say hook up with Mama Dada Astrology. Link me, Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com or right on the uh, Facebook, Mama Dada Astrology or Twitter, Mama Dada Astro. What we can do is tell you specifically for you how any particular transit, moon ingression, any planet ingresses, uh, these like the Mercury Neptune. I, I looked at the. I was so. I guess with Neptune kind of ruling deception, and it just it, and it's such a subtle kind of permeable spiritual energy. 
I feel like I know this isn't true, but it feels like it's it it snuck up on me, you know. And when I did I did the electional chart for that transit, the uh, the Mercury Neptune opposition, which happens exactly I believe at eight eight eleven p.m. tonight. But obviously, with uh, we would be feeling the impact of that already, even into yesterday. And so. Uh, but yeah, it snuck up on me, so I did. I did. I pulled a chart on it for myself, and 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 the very thing I've been experiencing, it it explained it. Um, it explained it to a T. And so obviously that's why I'm here. Mama Dada Astrology is here because people need answers, and unfortunately, <laughs> the church doesn't have all of them, you know, I I can't crap on the church. I came up in the church. I grew up in the church, and certain things I learned in church have stuck with me to this day, and I'll never let them go, like the lesson of, of, of unconditional love, 1 Corinthians 13, will forever be emblazoned on my heart. It is me. Uh, you know, certain other valuable, valuable lessons that I learned coming up in church. I won't forsake that. But what I'm saying is that in my experience, church didn't have all the answers. And in my experience, astrology has given me a lot more answers to every area of life, every area. If there's a look, relationships. Go to your seventh house. Go to Libra. Look at Venus. Same thing with your money. Look at Taurus. Look at um, Venus. Look at your second and eighth houses, possibly tenth and sixth houses, money houses, everything. Siblings, that's third house. That is Gemini. That's Mercury. Mom and dad, that's tenth and fourth houses, Capricorn and and Cancer, uh, Saturn and and, uh, Moon. So that is my point of even being here is to expose people to that reality that they may have told you wrong in church that astrology was evil of the devil, demonic, going to hell. (laughs) My life has drastically and vastly improved as a result of coming into the uh getting gaining access to this information first of all because being someone who did grow up in church a lot of this information was either shunned from me or kind of shamed from me like I was shamed into if I read my horoscope feeling guilty about it later you know like uh <laughs> and stuff like that so I'm I'm here to really just expose y'all to that and uh, get back on this moon being in Virgo at the beginning of next week. I just had to caveat that there. Um, the moon being in Virgo also is favorable for any services. If you are in the service industry, if you provide services, you're going to love the moon being in Virgo, and you're absolutely going to benefit from the sun being in Virgo. I, I um, routines, any routines that you have. If you want to, Virgo is a mutable sign, just like Pisces and Sag. And so, um, 
if you are a Pisces rising or a Sagittarius rising, you you know inherently the adaptability and the flexibility that is is Virgo, okay? And so um, if, as far as routines go, which is also Virgo ruled, while the moon's in Virgo, while the sun's in Virgo, you probably would have an easier go of changing your routines, switching it up, whatever changes you need to make or also enforcing routines that you already have established or have been wanting to establish or, you know, commit to, okay? Uh, Activities that would benefit from tending to details, any detail-oriented work that may usually get on your nerves or you don't have patience for, uh, especially when the moon is in Virgo, it should be, you know, much, much easier. Uh, let's see. Reorganizing is a key word of the moon being in Virgo. Since you are, since we are tending to be so detail oriented, reorganizing and rethinking things is highly favorable. Uh, we gain as uh, definitely will gain an emotional since the moon rules our emotions. Uh, we will gain an emotional satisfaction from the reorganizing, making order out of confusion, and helping others, like I said, service. Um, Definitely Virgo is a health-related sign, the health-related sign as far as I'm concerned. And so health matters could come come up under scrutiny during this time as well. So uh, it looks like it will be in Virgo too all the way up until the 17th afternoon, which is Monday, okay? At that time, the moon moves into Libra. I just talked to you all about Libra. It's ruled by Venus. It rules relationships. It's the relationship sign. Um, So when the moon is in Libra, favorable uh, activities include any beauty-related activities, okay? Okay. Uh, from the 17th on Monday all the way up until, let's see, early on Thursday. It'll be a good time for any beauty regimens you want to do, any self-examination type of activities will be good, self-breast exam, self-prostate exam for yourself, not just health-wise, but any other examinations that you would do on yourself. It's a good time for that. Uh, Any team activities or activities where you have to cooperate with a group of people or another person is going to be good. Libra rules, partnerships of all kinds. So, uh, So therefore, any partnership or relationship issues, it will be a good time to deal with those. Okay? Um. So, yeah, from the problem solving we do when the moon is in Libra is going to lend itself more towards being us being diplomatic, a little more diplomatic than we usually are, a little more peaceable. That's why it's a good time to deal with relationship issues because we tend to be a little more, you know, putting our emotions aside in order uh, to achieve that peace in our partnerships and relationships. So that's powerful. 
Uh, we definitely, during this time, because we want so much peace and harmony, we we tend not to be confrontational. Um, decisions may not come so easily while the moon's in Libra, simply because we don't want to be confrontational. We want to be peaceable, and we can see both sides of a situation uh, very easily. So then that introduces hesitation hesitation when it comes to decision-making, okay? So that's really good to know. While the moon is in Libra, on Wednesday the 19th at 11.43 a.m. Central Standard Time, Venus trines Uranus, okay? Venus is in Leo right now. It it, It moved into Virgo for about a week. Then it went stationed retrograde. And last week, I'm pretty sure it moved that. It was either last week. And goes back into Virgo again. During this time, I'm speaking on the Venus-Uranus trine of next Wednesday, but I'm letting you all know where Venus is at. Uh, because that will help you break down the interpretation a little bit better. Uh, While Venus is in Leo, uh, let's see, definitely more creative. I just told you all Leo is like self-expressive. It's ruled by the sun. It's bright. It's shiny. Uh, So we're feeling definitely more self-expressive while Venus is in Leo, creative. Romantic, definitely romantic <laughs> and loving and 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 yearning for love uh we tend to be satisfied though uh by our self expression and and the creativity and love we exude um, we're we tend to be satisfied in that way uh just because of a deep kind of yearning to be appreciated and admired, needed even, okay? Uh, Stylish. When you think about Leo, I don't know if you know any Leos, but they tend to be stylish. So any kind of stylish splash of color and warmth being kind of flashy and a little flirty is all conducive to Venus and Leo, okay? Now, that's just one part of the... uh, of the transit. Venus is trining Uranus. And so the other part of the equation is Uranus being in Aries right now. I'm setting y'all up. Y'all know kind of the the feel of Venus and Leo. Here's Uranus and Aries. Leo is a fire sign. Aries is a fire sign. Any fire sign transiting, any planet in a fire sign transiting another planet in a fire sign creates a trine angle. Trine angle, not triangle, trine angle. And that trine is a harmonious aspect. So here we go. With Uranus being in Aries, you've got an opportunity for a clean break uh, with the past in some respects. Um, What you need, your freedom and independence, uh, that's what Uranus and Aries is about. Aries, obviously, is the first zodiac sign, rules the head, kind of selfish, you know, really selfish, okay? But that's inherent in Aries, in the first house. 
the first house rules self. And so when you go across the zodiac wheel to the seventh house directly opposite the first, you've got others, okay, which is the opposite of selfishness, is dealing with thinking about and and, and interacting with others. So Uranus in Aries is about what you need, your freedom and independence, shattering old molds. Uh, these are definitely the things that energize us and take priority in our life. Uniqueness and originality set us apart during this time while Uranus is in Aries, okay? So now we've got that down. When Venus trines Uranus, when Venus and Leo trines Uranus and Aries, we tend to lose our fear of taking risks, okay? That the harmonious angle between them makes it easier. So we tend to lose our fear of taking risks when this alignment of Venus trinearness happens in the sky. And we happily embrace all that is new, unusual, and out of the ordinary with regards to romantic involvements as well as financial undertakings. We're ready to experiment, but not necessarily ready to commit. Creative inspiration can be had, and we have an offbeat, pleasant attitude, and people are more willing to, um, sorry, y'all, people are more willing to socialize. A good time for financial undertakings involving electronics, technology, the Internet, metaphysics, and the arts, as well as group activities, although I will caveat that both Venus and Uranus are retrograde, okay? So you got to throw that kind of tint on it. With Venus and Uranus retrograde, if you're going to move forward with financial undertakings involving electronics, technology, the Internet, metaphysics, and the arts, as well as group activities, just rethink it. Reevaluate it, review it. That's what the retrograde uh, asks us to do. It's an opportunity to take a second look. So, if you're an impulse, if you tend to be an impulse buyer, or you know, just do your research. Do your research. Do the consumer research online. You know, ask around. And that should take care of the low end of that energy. After that, the moon does move into Scorpio. Um, Like I said, on the 20th, that's Thursday, really early in the morning. And Scorpio, of course, is a really intense energy. It's ruled by Pluto, which is transformational. It it rules death and rebirth. So you can uh, you can gather from that the intensity of the moon being in Scorpio. It's going to be in Scorpio for a couple of days. So your our emotions, we're going to feel things on a really deeply personal level. We'll feel more passionate during these couple of days. Our emotions. Um, elation, sorrow, desire, extreme one way or the other. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> wonderful extremes for us all. <laughs> uh, the f- activities that are favorite during a Scorpio moon are definitely 
uh, getting rid of old things since it's such a deep and intense sign. You can use some of that energy and, you know, get in the back back of the closet and go through some stuff if need be and get rid of what, if it's been in the back of the closet so long, you could probably get rid of it, sell it, you know, and make let it go to some good use. Uh, once again, it's a, another good time for self-examination. I was trying to see, yes, while the moon is in Libra, it's also a good time for that, but even more so on a deeper level when the moon is in Scorpio, okay? Uh, additionally, psychological examination, that's going pretty deep, huh? It's a good time for that. Research, go deep on that research, um, especially with the year, uh, the Venus trine Uranus that was kind of asking us to uh, go uh, to research and, and stuff. Uh, let's see. Research, yeah. Intimacy issues. Mm-hmm. Taxes, accounting, scrutinize. When you can go deep and scrutinize your finances, it's a really good time while the moon's in Scorpio. And definitely Pluto, uh, the, the planet that rules Scorpio, it, it it represents power, our personal power. And so while the moon is in Scorpio, it's a really good time to dig deep and re- uncover that power or, or, or rediscover that power. Um, old fears, limiting habits, it's a great time to get rid of those because once you can dig them up or let them come to the surface or, or they're pushed to the surface during the time that the moon's in Scorpio, it's a great time to deal with it and get rid of it. Let it go. Uh, it can also be a very intimate and passionate time because Scorpio is Pluto ruled. Pluto's the higher octave of Mars. If Mars rules sex, then Pluto really rules sex. <laughs> sex on a whole nother level. And so it's a really good time for intimacy and passion in relationships. Unfortunately, Something to avoid during this time, because it's actually a good time for that too, but you probably want to avoid it, is any manipulative tactics. If someone's going deep on you in a manipulative way or you're doing that to somebody else, don't. (laughs) At least while the moon's in Scorpio, don't. It, It won't bode well for you. Any brooding or suspiciousness. Let that go, especially while the moon's in Scorpio, okay? We're going to be motivated by a desire to get to the bottom of things, and we instinctively will read between the lines, but know when to pump the brakes while the moon's in Scorpio next week, okay? While the moon's in Scorpio, on the 21st, Friday evening at 6.40 p.m., the sun squares Uranus. Now, at this point, like I said, the sun will still be in Leo. It doesn't go into Virgo until the 23rd. And, uh, yeah, the sun in Leo, I mentioned, spoke on it a little bit before, but I'll speak on it a little bit again now and, and speak on where Saturn is before I tell y'all what the Saturn, sun square Saturn energy is going to be looking like. Uh Sun and Leo is it's it's a it's a it's it rules the ego. The sun does. The sun rules Leo, so it's in its home. It's at home right now, okay. 
And so, um, like I said, the sun rules the ego. So when you're thinking about what you're doing for yourself, uh, when this sun square Saturn um, sun square square Saturn transit hits, just keep these things in mind so you don't overdo anything. You want to be balanced and you want to be expressing the highest vibration of any of these energies that you possibly can, especially if it's heavily influencing your chart or if it's a planet that rules your chart, especially. No small wonder the Mercury opposition Neptune hit me so hard today. (laughs) My whole chart's ruled by Mercury, you know, and with the Uranus retrograde, I told y'all last week, it's linked up with my Mercury, so... You know, I'm really experiencing some new, unique, original <laughs> things that I haven't necessarily dealt with before. But I'm in it to win it. And with a tool like astrology on my side, in my pocket, in my knowledge, in my, you know, in the front of my head, because I study it every day, can't lose. Can't lose. All we do is win over here at Mama Dada Astrology, Okay. Uh, we also with the sun in Leo. Speaking of winning, it, it's 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 your time to shine. Okay, I don't care if you're not a Leo. While the sun's in Leo, get to shine on. Uh, hook up with Mama Dot Astrology. We can tell you exactly how the sun is impacting your chart right now. May not necessarily be your time to shine, but in general, it is. Uh, let's see, pride issues. how you make others feel about themselves. Uh, Leo rules the heart also, the heart of a lion. Uh, And so matters of the heart and and getting to the heart of the matter is definitely themes of the sun being in Leo as well. Saturn being in Scorpio, kind of, like we just went over Scorpio because while this is going on, the moon's going to be in Scorpio. We just went over that. So with Saturn still being in Scorpio, Saturn just turned direct. If you all go back to last week's show, Saturn just turned direct, okay? And so it's moving back through these final degrees of Scorpio and going to be back in Sagittarius where it was when it stationed retrograde, Uh you know, after summer is over. So while Saturn's still in Scorpio, we definitely need to continue to recognize that there are powers beyond our control, okay? Things that aren't what they seem on the surface. I just told you Scorpio goes deep. It's about research and psychological examinations. Yeah. So there may be a difference that you notice, especially while you're learning your Saturn lessons, uh, that um, things that are on the surface aren't necessarily, you know, what they seem. Uh, I told y'all Scorpio was ruled by Pluto, and Pluto, you know, represents our personal power. So not only in recognizing that there can be um, powers beyond our control, we also need to... uh, what we can control, um, control that. But overly trying to stay in control and on top only sets us up for a fall. Okay, we are learning some Scorpio lessons. <laughs> if we weren't before, we are now. 
it's Saturn's, like I said, moving back through these critical last degrees of Scorpio. So, yeah, it's going it's to be intense. And this is an intense transit I'm about to tell you about on top of that. It's a square. That's a challenging um, aspect. Uh, but it's also a divine opportunity to grow and develop. So let me tell you a little bit about it before we move on. With Sun squaring Saturn, we definitely can face obstacles to our goals, okay? Uh, but we also can begin to see, since we have opportunity to go so deep, we can begin to see some of the tools that we already have to overcome these obstacles that we're facing towards our goals, okay? Um, Saturn is definitely going to bring that heavy dose of realism with this square and, and, and that's forced upon us. Guess what? You don't get to evade this transit. You don't get to sweep it under the rug and not look at it. You get to go deep. You get to see it for what it is and then really go deep inside of ourselves to see how we proceed from there, okay? Um, it's a really kind of, you know, somber influence. It's, it, if you like realism and getting those doses of reality, you know, cool. It's great aspects for you. If you tend to, um, you know, meet challenges with frustration and anxiety and everything else, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. And you'll feel it in the in the, in the time leading up to the 21st. That's next Friday. Yay, we get to start our weekend off with a bang next week. <laughs> and so um yeah, we're definitely going to feel more of a with this transit a uh, a call, a call to be more responsible for ourselves. Uh but it also is going to bring with it the sun. Potentially we have access to it. Uh, the sun ruling Leo and the ego pride also rules confidence. So uh, our confidence can be increased in our ability to be responsible for ourselves. Okay? All right. Moon in Sagittarius right after that. Uh, the moon will come out of Scorpio and go into Sagittarius on Saturday, the last day of our week ahead in the afternoon at 3.41 p.m. Central Standard Time. When the moon is in Sag, happy, lucky Sag, uh, some activities that are favored involve traveling, of course, um, anything in respect to higher education, whether you initiate something for your higher education that day, follow up on something regarding your higher education that day, the moon is going to be favorable for that, okay? So take advantage. Plan it. I'm, I'm giving you all this a week ahead. Plan it out if it'll be when it's going into the see if it'll still be in Sag at the beginning of that next week. And then that way, whatever you come up with or plan for on the on the 22nd, you can input note as of Monday. It'll already be in Capricorn. So, But, yeah, definitely a great day for planning it if you can't follow up and through with it on that day or the next day. Um, the moon will be in Sag, uh, looks like, that Saturday and Sunday. Monday it'll be in Capricorn. 
in addition to travel and higher education, any advertising campaigns, anything related to advertising would be great to do on that day, those couple of days. Um, sports or physical activities, favorable. Um, any publishing ventures or projects, if you're, you know, working on that online book or uh, e-book or whatever, any kind of or a physical book, great time to deal with that. And any adventurous activities that kind of involve winging it with spontaneous sides, energy, it'll be a good time for that too. Uh, we're definitely motivated while the moon is in Sag to seek the truth. We're more optimistic and upbeat. We're excited. We're ready to pursue a new vision. Uh, we're not interested in the details just just yet when the moon's in Sagittarius because Sagittarius is definitely going to be seeing things from the higher perspective, the longer view. It rules long-distance travel. It sees things from a broader perspective. It expands the view. Jupiter is an expansive energy. Jupiter rules Sag. So while the moon's in Sag, our emotions are can be more expansive and we tend to focus more on the bigger picture as opposed to the details, okay? Uh, any adventures or new experiences definitely satisfy a deep emotional need, okay? And spontaneity is key during this uh, during the time of the moon being in Sag. We can also, like I said, Jupiter is an expansive energy, so we can also overdo things and overstate things. Instead, take that extra energy and you can use it to plan ahead. Uh, not plan ahead because we're winging it. We're not planning ahead while the moon is in So you can definitely take that energy and put it into some of the other activities I said were conducive to the moon being in Sag. And the last um, transit for the week ahead, next week, August the 16th through the 22nd, occurs on the 22nd, which is Saturday at 2.31 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is a first quarter moon at a critical 29 degrees in Scorpio, okay? I'm not going to get so deep into that um, right now. Uh, on on this show, but uh, I, I may in in a, in a in a later show uh, next week's show. It still won't be the twenty second, so I may dig a little deeper into it then. But for now, I I, I don't want to take away time from the horoscopes. I really want to get those out. So, uh, but what I will say is that next Saturday is the first quarter moon. We're coming up on a new moon here in a couple of days on the fourteenth. Well, fast forward eight days after that. You get your first look at your new moon intentions and goals, and you get to see how you're doing, okay? The first quarter moon is uh, it's a square. It's the sun squaring the moon. Um, and so it, it square is a challenging, we've just gone over that. Square is a challenging aspect. It can be. And this first quarter moon is definitely going to, you're going to feel the conflict between the two energies, wherever the sun and the moon is hitting your chart. You're going to feel that conflict, but it's also a powerful, powerful opportunity to build, okay? Conflict leads to building. Don't crap on the conflict. Don't forsake the conflict, okay? Okay. 
Issues emerge during the first quarter moon that require taking action or making adjustments. Whatever you started at the new moon, you get to take another look at it while it's having this its first challenge. You get to take a look at it and, and make any necessary adjustments. Things are whatever you started at the new moon is really going to be trying to take off around this time and gain momentum. And if you can kind of correct your course along the way, then the conflict was worth it. The challenge produced a favorable result. So don't be scared of the first quarter moons. Don't be scared of the squares. Um, that it is a time for, for action, but also building, okay? What it is not a time for is contemplating or reflecting. It's a time for action and moving and building, okay? So that's what you need to know about the first quarter moon in Scorpio next week. And so with that being said, I'm going to switch over here to my notes on last week's show that I didn't get access to because... <laughs> My computer went absolutely haywire, but since we're back on the air this week and seemingly no um, electronic interruptions, I'm so excited to bring you all these horoscopes, okay? I think I'm going to do those first. Let's talk about this. You know what? Let's talk about this Mercury-Neptune opposition today. Today, Wednesday, August the 12th, 8, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's the exact time of the Mercury-Neptune opposition. And I got some for y'all. Taurus, Deacon 1, if you're born April 20th to 30th, I got you. Uh, Deacon 1, Gemini, born May 21st to 31st. Stick close by and take a listen, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm about to give y'all something. Gemini Deacon 2, born June 1st to 10th. Cancer Deacon 1, born June 21st to July 1st. Cancer Deacon 2, born July 2nd to 12th. Virgo Deacon 1, born August 23rd to September 2nd. Capricorn Deacon 1, born December 22nd to 31st. Capricorn Deacon 2, born January 1st to 10th. And lastly, Pisces, Deacon 1, born February 19th to 28th. Listen up, okay, because this caught me. I'm Gemini, Deacon 1, so, yeah, it caught me too. (laughs) But we'll start out with Taurus, Deacon 1. Those born from April 20th to 30th, uh, it's not all specifically about Mercury uh, uh, opposing Neptune, but it is all related to Mercury or Neptune or both, okay? Um, for Deacon 1 Taurus, born April 20th to 30th, Mercury is actually trining your Deacon right now. See, that's what I'm saying, y'all. In a Mercury opposite Neptune, how are these planets hitting y'all? It may not be in an oppositional way. For Deacon Taurus 1, born April 20th to 30th, apparently it's it's in a trine um, relationship to their particular Deacon. So listen up. From August 7th to 14th, which goes all the way through to the new moon, uh, Mercury trining your deacon will assist with positive thinking, Taurus Deacon 1. Good communication skills will help clear the air and resolve arguments that arise. Good for y'all. You may be confronted with a mystery or be drawn in to some scandal or confusion with Mercury opposite Neptune from August 11th to 13th. That's that's 
today's the apex of that. It's smack dab in the middle of the 11th or the 13th. So this would probably, if you're feeling it, uh, Taurus Deacon ones, or if your ascendant is Taurus uh, in the first Deacon of Taurus, then the Mercury opposition Neptune is going to possibly have you confronted with a mystery or be drawn into some scandal or confusion. Neptune sextiling your deacon will help you solve the problems and come looking good. So at the same time, Mercury is, you know, the Mercury-Neptune opposition is confronting you with mystery or drawing you into some scandal or confusion. Neptune simultaneously is softening and sextiling. A sextile is also like a trine. It's harmonious just to a little lesser degree because you kind of have to work work for it a little bit. But Neptune will be softening your that same set of Tauruses to help you solve those Mercury-Neptune problems and come out looking good, okay? Deacon 1 Geminis, uh, you're born from May 21st to May 31st. And uh, or your ascendant, like mine, is in that first deacon of Gemini, okay? First 10 degrees. And what this Mercury opposition Neptune could be causing for us (laughs) is some nervous excitability. No, I'm sorry, nervous irritability that's coming with Mercury squaring our deacon from the 7th of August to the 14th. So it's still in play. The worst days of the month for any mental work or communication are from August 11th to 13th. Once again, today, the 12th being that apex or peak day within that transit. Mercury opposite Neptune on these days will scatter your thinking, add suspicion, treachery, and paranoia from Neptune squaring our deacon, yay, not a good time for negotiations or business. Additionally, Mars is sextiling our deacon from August the 8th to 25th, okay, Deacon 1 Geminis, and it, it's the most positive influence this month. Believe it or not, a Mars transit is the most positive. It's sextiling uh, our deacon, and it supplies the strength these are the gifts Mars is bring, Mars is bringing us to deal with this Mercury Neptune opposition. It supplies us the strength, the courage, and the energy to battle through any challenges we may be facing or that we have to face. We should be motivated to succeed and can be direct, even assertive without upsetting others. We got Mars making a real soft aspect to um Uh, the first deacon of Gemini, and so it actually, believe it or not, Mars is hooking us up um, in the midst of a pretty intense uh, Mercury-Neptune opposition. All right, deacon two Geminis, those born born June 1st to 10th or um, ascendant or moon is in the second deacon of Gemini. The only challenging period this month comes with Mercury square um, your deacon, okay, uh, which it starts tomorrow, August 13th through the 20th. This can cause mental confusion and lead to minor disagreements, okay? Given the friendly moon phase, 
the new moon uh, that we'll be experiencing or you'll be experiencing, you should only notice this as a slight increase in anxiety, okay? The Mercury squaring your deacon in the midst of a friendly new moon should only affect Gemini Deacon 2's born June um, second Deacon Gemini's born June first to tenth. This is a slight increase in anxiety. Okay, however, you should definitely refrain from making important decisions this week. Okay, wait till next week on the important decisions. Just because Mercury is still squaring your Deacon, I don't care how the new moon's affecting you. On top of that, and kind of you know softening that blow, the the energy of Mercury squaring your Deacon is still there and still has the potential to not be the best climate or environment to make important decisions in, okay? Cancer Deacon 1s, if you're born June 21st to July 1st, Mercury is actually sextiling your deacon from the 7th of August to 14th, creating ideal conditions to start thinking about what you really want in the weeks ahead, especially what you really want in the weeks ahead after the new moon since uh, Mercury sextiling your deacon ends the day of the new moon, the 14th. Clear thinking and sound judgment mean you can confidently make plans and agree on business dealings. Mercury opposite Neptune, which is climaxing today, which can still be felt tomorrow, uh, brings an opportunity to bridge the gap between your dreams for the future and reality. Your dreams can come true with Neptune trying your deacon, all right? Deacon 1 Cancers, those born June 21st to July 1st, work that out. That's a powerful, powerful energy, Neptune, uh, that's trying your deacon and really helping you all out, okay? Deacon 2 Cancers, those born July 2nd to 12th, Mercury is sextiling your deacon just a little later, starting tomorrow through the 20th, and it's a positive, the 13th through the 20th, it's a positive transit, of course, and it brings positive thinking and excellent communication skills. This is an ideal week for you, Deacon 2 Cancers, to attend to business matters, schedule important meeting and appointments. Or simply spend more time socializing around the neighborhood. Mercury rules communication, okay? Mercury trine Pluto. You know what? I put this in here because it had Mercury in it, but I'm actually going to talk about Mercury trine and Pluto later on. When I do, Cancer Deacon 2, those born July 2nd to 12th, know this. I've already read yours because I'm going to read it now so I don't have to come back. Cancer Deacon 2, those born July 2nd to 12th, Mercury is trining your Pluto from August 14th, the day of the new moon, to the 16th, okay? And that's going to add depth. It's going to add intensity to your thinking. That's Pluto impacting Mercury that's impacting your particular deacon, okay? Uh, this Mercury transit gives you greater insight into the psychological changes you're going through. Your powers of perception will be acute, and you can uncover secret, uncover secrets or other mysteries which help you set a new, well-defined course ahead, okay? You will also have a greater ability to persuade others under this influence, but as always, during a long Pluto transit, 
misuse of your power will likely backfire. That's what I was telling you all about Scorpio and Pluto. It's deep. It's intense. It's, you know, psychological. You just, It can be manipulative. You just don't want to play around during this time with those lower vibrational energies, okay? Once again, it will likely backfire, okay? I know I skipped ahead with that Mercury, Tron, Pluto, which I will talk about. It's going to be happening here at the end of the week, um, <clears throat> but I didn't want to go back. So Virgo, Deacon 1 Virgos, those born August 23rd to September 2nd, uh, the Mercury-Neptune opposition affects you this way. Mercury in your deacon from the 7th of August to the 14th is the ideal time to make plans for the weeks ahead, okay? Clear thinking and excellent communication skills also make this time ideal for attending to business matters and booking appointments, okay? Mercury see you involved in some scandal or intrigue. Honesty is the key. Okay? With Neptune opposite your deacon right now, don't try to lie. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Not until after the 13th anyway, because the secrets being revealed or you being involved in some kind of scandal or intrigue, the, the temperature is real right for that. So I just wouldn't even play. Okay? Capricorn Deacon 1s, those born December 22nd to 31st, Mercury is trining your deacon during this time from August 7th to 14th, creating ideal conditions to start thinking about what you really want in the weeks ahead. Clear thinking and sound judgment mean you can confidently make plans and agree on business deals. Mercury opposite Neptune during this time, uh, the 11th through the 13th, brings an opportunity to bridge the gap between your dreams for the future and reality. Your dreams can definitely come true with Neptune sextiling your deacon, okay? All right. Um, Deacon 2 Capricorns, those born January 1st to the 10th, Mercury is trining your deacon from August 13th tomorrow to the 20th. And uh, it's definitely a positive transit, bringing positive thinking and excellent communication skills. This is an ideal week to attend to business matters, schedule important meetings and appointments, or simply spend more time socializing around your neighborhood. Looks like I have another um, misplaced Mercury uh, trine Pluto horoscope. So I'll go ahead and read y'all's now as well, uh, Deacon 2 Capricorns, those born January 1st to 10th. Mercury trining Pluto for you guys from the 14th, the day of the new moon to the 16th, adds depth and intensity to your thinking. In relation to the drama and transformation of Pluto, this Mercury transit gives you greater insight into the psychological changes you are going through. Your powers of perception will be acute, and you can uncover secrets or other mysteries which help you set a new, well-defined course ahead. You will also have a greater ability to persuade others under this influence, but as always, misuse of your power can backfire, okay? And the last horoscope I have for Mercury opposite Neptune that is um, 
peaking today is for Pisces Beacon 1, those born February 19th through the 28th. Now, I got a little bit to talk to you all about, okay? Uh, Deacon 1 Pisces, your recent run of good transit kind of comes to a grinding halt this month, okay? Uh, There's a series of planets traveling opposite your deacon, which means you just, you got to deal with problems caused by the polarities in your life, okay? Got to find that balance when anything, and astrology is in an opposing uh, relationship to each other. The key is the middle ground and finding that balance. Uh, Let's see. It could be work versus home that you're trying to balance, or it could be family versus friends or any other kind of, you know, balancing that you're doing. Uh, The first balancing act is a mental one. Mercury is going to be opposing your deacon from August 7th to the 14th, and how you come across to others may not be how you really feel about them. uh, It's definitely going to add some tension to relationships, okay, Pisces Deacon 1? Those born February 19th to 28th, the chance of minor disagreements turning into arguments is increased during this time. This is leading up to the new moon from August 7th to 14th. This is more of a listening time than speaking, okay? That's going to help you out a lot. Don't allow yourself to be rushed or talked into agreements or deals due to confusion and poor judgment skills. The most critical time to avoid deception is this Mercury-Neptune opposition, 11th through the 13th, because it's going to activate the confusion and lack of clarity from Neptune being in your deacon, okay? Neptune is transiting the first deacon of Pisces. So there's already that confusion and lack of clarity going on, and Mercury op position. Neptune ain't helping. All right, Pisces Deacon 1, I'm hipping you to some insight into what you may be going through. Uh, You definitely want to avoid spreading gossip or stretching the truth. Just totally avoid it. Also, as a Pisces, especially if you're a Pisces ascendant, your whole chart is ruled by Neptune, so you might want to take heed. Uh, definitely any gossiping or stretching of the truth is going to leave you wide open to scandal and slander. You don't want it. Um, A major transit also of uh, Jupiter opposite your deacon from August the 8th until the end of September uh, is going to be going, is, is going on right now. So depending on whether you have associated helpful or challenging transits, which we can look at your chart and see. Um, This can be a period of growth and happiness or waste and disappointment. There will be opportunities to expand your horizons through good fortune, travel, studies, romance, or investments. Success in these areas will only come if you maintain strong ethics and avoid excess and greed, all right? Moving on uh, from the Mercury-Neptune opposition, we only have a couple of more transits to talk about, but I definitely have some more horoscopes for y'all, especially for the new moon in Leo. Uh, There's a sun-Uranus trine actually happening 
Thursday, right before the new moon on Friday. So if you're a Leo ascendant or Aquarius ascendant, sun and Uranus being prominent in your chart in any kind of way, I can help you find that out if you need to know. But, yeah, Thursday, there's a very harmonious trine. And if you already know uh, how this lands in your chart, it'll be a great opportunity to take advantage of. And for Friday, 9.53 a.m. Central Standard Time on the 14th, there's the new moon in Leo. Where is Leo in your birth chart? If you know the time of your birth, you can contact us here. Uh, I can be reached at adrian at myastrologycoach.com or you can reach me at Astrology on Facebook and Astro on Twitter. If you are online and would like to call in, listen online, if you, if you have to get up from the desk, uh, definitely you can call 818-369-0368. And if you're already online, which I see quite a few of you are, you can press 1 on your keypad if you have any questions for Mama Dada, okay? We've just got a little bit of time here left in the show. Feel free to contact us. You can uh, link me in the chat. i got the chat open. Uh, I see you, uh, Hadassah1965. He said he wishes he could understand all this. That's why we're here. Oh, he gave me. I wouldn't necessarily put your um, birth info in the chat, but that's fine. I can contact you back. Uh, But I will um, check back in the chat and on the line. I'm going to go ahead and just give you all some brief info about this new moon. The thing about new moons is they're so impactful, new moons and full moons. Uh, Whatever intentions you set up, for the new moon, it's going. You you at least get the for short term goals. It'll last up to the next full moon. That's when you get to check on it. The completion of your goals for longer term goals. The if this is a new moon in Leo, six months from now, there's going to be a full moon in Leo. And so for your longer term goals, you can check on things from that standpoint. But the influence is going to be felt either that two for that two weeks or for that six months, depending on what you got going on, what your intentions are, what your goals are, and if they're short or long-term goals or not. Um, the full moon in Pisces, which will be the next full moon after that, is August 29th. So from August 14th to August 29th, short-term goals, that are, you know, that's why I say where is Leo in your chart because you can create your goals short-term or long-term based around how Leo naturally flows in your life and in your chart, how Leo naturally harmonizes with you based on your birth information, okay? For your six-month goals, the uh, January 24th of 2016, there's going to be a Leo full moon. You'll get to take a look at um, how you did then, okay? Now, with knowledge of your birth chart, you really can begin to align things like your new moon intentions specifically up with where the energy is already playing out in your life, whether you're aware of it or not. We've been in Leo season for a few weeks, wrapping it up next week. Uh, 
we should be a bit familiar with the leonine leonine energy I, I was um mentioning earlier in the show. Uh showy, confident, egotistic, outspoken, generous, magnetic, fearless. Love that about Leo. Fearless, kind and loyal, okay? Even though we played around with this fiery, feisty, sexy energy for a couple of weeks, a few weeks, this new moon is going to trigger our desire for a Leo party of sorts to get started in the area of our charts that that is being affected, okay? That's what a new moon is. It's a new energy. It's a new thing. It's new intentions, new goals being set, and new actions based around those goals and intentions, okay, of a Leo nature. Leo brings with it courage, so shyness, timidity, nor fear should be a factor, especially when you know where to focus your fierceness, okay? Uh, This week I'm making you work slightly for your horoscope. If you are well acquainted with your chart, you already know what house Leo falls and uh, falls on in your chart. If you don't know it by heart by now what your ascendant sign is, let me help you real quick. For instance, if your rising sign is Aries, which is the very first sign, then Leo would come four houses after in the fifth house position, okay? So for any Aries rising out there, that means Leo is on your fifth house cusp. There's an order in astrology to the zodiac signs, so it's never going to change. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, that's the order from 1 to 12, first house to the 12th house. So if you have Aries on your first house cusp, Leo is four houses away in the fifth position. If you know what your rising sign is, you can count how many houses you have to go to, go through to get to Leo. And that's how you know which house of your natal chart is being affected by this new moon in Leo. For those that are Aries ascendants or Aries rising, that means Leo's on your fifth house cusp and therefore is the area of your life being highlighted for you by this new moon transit, the fifth house. So all things fifth house related like children, romance and dating, creative endeavors, fun, parenthood, recreation, games and sports, all become a veritable playground, no pun intended, for the new energy to come flooding through. What is your rising sign? If, you li- if you're listening online, call in and press 1 on the keypad. I will definitely uh, help you out when I get back to picking up the lines or, or, or drop a note in the chat that I can privately respond to you to like I did uh, uh, the caller last week, I forgot her online name. It was real cute, something with a rainbow. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we can definitely help you figure that out. That's just good info to know. What house is this new moon in Leo falling in for you? 
and how do you proceed? I'm about to help you out with some horoscopes and tell you. (laughs) The energy of the sun, the very planetary body that rules Leo, will be ushering in a new cycle with the clarion call to give expression to whatever wants to come through us during this time, sexually, biologically, and artistically. Take center stage and let our light shine unobstructedly in the areas of our chart and life where we shine the brightest and best. With Venus retrograde within two degrees of this new moon, reconsidering how we love ourselves and others is a part of the picture when doling out new moon seeds of intention with confidence. New moon seeds of intention with confidence. Venus speaks to worth and value. So take some time out between now and the new moon in a couple of days um, and remind yourself so it'll be fresh just what you're worth, just what you deserve. This is so powerful, y'all. I'm glad I'm going back. You know, it all works out. Last week's show was just you know, I was dealing with it in real time, on the air, computer crashing, <laughs> no access to my notes for the show, and just winging it. I'm so, I, I I don't know how it came across to y'all, but, you know, I was kind of freaking out. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> it's a divine opportunity to be going over this information right now, which I normally wouldn't do because I'd be in the week ahead and I wouldn't go back. But Obviously and apparently, this new moon uh, that you we if you're anything like me and you're Neptune's retrograde right now, so you might be uh, you know extremely sensitive to these energies. You're already feeling the new moon energies right now. So take heed. I'm gonna finish. Um, <clears throat> you gotta remind yourself during this time just what you're worth, just what you deserve, just how highly you value yourself and those that you keep close. It will help to align you with the highest expression of this energy at its most potent time when it's exact. That will set a high vibrational tone for your goals and give them the perfect climate to germinate in throughout the short or long-term range you set for yourself to accomplish or manifest them within, okay? I'm going to speak on a couple of more planets that are playing key roles in this new moon so you will get a more full picture of this particular new moon in Leo's energy. Every new moon in Leo obviously is different for this very reason because you've got different planets involved. Along with the sun-moon conjunction, which is what a new moon is when the sun and moon are in alignment exactly in the same degrees, I, I think of it as them being on top of each other. Um, at the same time, Uranus, is harmoniously aspecting this new moon within one degree, almost exact. Now, with Uranus exemplifying a breakthrough, electric impulse type of mental energy, sudden inspiration may come shooting through your nerves to compel you into fresh territory that could aid you in your efforts to look out for those surprising treats along the way that can take you from zero to 100 real quick if you aren't scared of the unique, unbeaten path that most would turn down and shy away from and therefore miss out on. Don't be scared of the fresh territory. I'll add that in there. Just, uh, you know, ad-libbing. Don't be scared of the new territory, the 
the electric impulsive type of mental energy and the sudden inspiration that that may compel you into that fresh territory. Uh, you may not have seen it coming. It may have been unexpected. That's what Uranus is. And, you know, that's the type of energy it is if you are fearless while the sun's still in Leo, if you move forward with that confidence and fearlessness, you can really uh, take advantage of this particular influence on the new moon, okay, with these things that you're initiating. Uh, Thankfully, although in a challenging aspect to the new moon, Saturn's contact at all with this fun energy provides just enough contrasting self-discipline, responsibility, and seriousness to ensure that we don't take lightly the call of this new moon to step into the light, take center stage, fully and wholly embracing and loving the light of ourselves as well as the shadow, together prioritizing our heart and what it truly requires for fulfillment, okay? Any of the Saturnian energy you're feeling right now, the restriction, the limitation, the responsibility, and the seriousness leading up to this new moon, it's a gift. It's definitely self-disciplining ourselves to put ourselves in a position to get the most and the highest and the best out of this next two weeks leading up to the full moon and the next six months for our longer-term goals with the full moon light shining on it at that time, okay? Let's get into it. I'm going to go real quick through these horoscopes so I can check in on the phone lines. Um, If you know your rising sign, great. If not, get with us and we can help you out. Other than that, I'm going to let her rip. Uh, I'm going to go through it in the order of the houses instead of the signs this time and switch it up. So first up, Leo rising. If you have Leo on the ascendant, um, if the first ascendant, if that line that represents the ascendant or that starts off the first house touches the the, um, Leo symbol on your chart, you are a Leo rising or you have Leo rising in your birth chart. Leo was was rising on the eastern horizon at the time of your birth, okay? And this Leo new moon is hitting your first house, your Aries house, your Mars house. So bold new choices. The, it's going to be an Aries flavor on this new moon for you, okay? You, you'll get to kind of see as I go along how these horoscopes go. So bold new choices with your style, a driving urge to breathe life into your self-image, and you could find yourself as the center of attention. Inspired ideas about self-promotion. Come, may have missed that. Uh, something taking, okay, taking what's uniquely you and finding ways to present that in its full vibrancy. With Leo in your first house, you take pride in your appearance and hold yourself with dignity. Does your way of moving and looking in the world reflect who you really are? All right, Cancer Risings, the Leo new moon's happening in your second house, the house of Taurus and Venus. And so it's going to be like a Venusian kind of 
um, uh, overtone to this new moon for you. You're going to be inspired by the vivid colors of nature. Your totem with the Leo-inspired second house could be exotic animals, the untamed and dazzlingly colorful, sudden windfalls, or financial opportunities that involve risk. Go ahead, Cancer Rising. Investing in leisure, children, play, or luxury items. You add some theatrics to the sensual moment. And now's a time to envision steps to finding form for expressive talents. You might want to gamble since you feel lucky, but watch that it doesn't drive you to despair or poverty. You might make a big purchase, but at this lunation, deeply check your motives first, okay? For Gemini rising, Leo, new moon falls in your third house, the house of Gemini and Mercury. And so telling it with dramatic flair is going to be a part of this next couple of weeks for you. Intuitive hits on how to deliver your message for the greatest punch. A fresh look at what fascinates you. Purging old magazines and other media that's lost its luster, which I would actually do in the couple of days leading up to the new moon. Um, Wearing a conversation piece out and about. Random encounters could lead to love or friendship. (laughs) And you delight in sharing ideas with great gusto and could set things in motion as a result. So there you have it, Gemini Rising. Um, Taurus Rising, it's... You've got Leo on your fourth house, okay, which is the house of Cancer and the Moon. And you definitely want to freshen your home. Cancer rules the home. Moon rules the house. So you want, you definitely want to do something new there. You can freshen your home with summer flowers. You, uh, it's an active lunation for purging, cleaning, and giving away what's cluttering your home. Once again, I would do that portion of it in the days leading up to the new moon. After the new moon, the moon's going to be building, and unless you want to set a tone of, you know, decluttering, which you might, I don't know, (laughs) then you just want to do it before the moon actually starts waxing, okay? Uh, You can also bring new life to your creative workspace with new images, maybe, um, a meaningful focal point, or your vision board. Definitely a powerful time for Taurus Risings to do a vision board, uh, hopefully centered around your new moon intentions. Good for y'all. You can also prepare your home for festive gatherings, parties, and feasts. You can glean treasures from your memories, especially the high points of childhood for your memoir and other ways of sharing your story. And you can add sunny colors to your space or a luxurious piece that makes the room, okay? Aries rising. Leo, new moon, like I told you in the example, is falling in your fifth house. And so uh, that's the house of Leo and the sun, which I've been speaking on uh, most of the show. And so that's the kind of flavor that's going to be on your new moon. A brand new love interest. Completing a creative project, collaborations where everyone has a chance to shine, surprises with children, daring to be provocative in your self-expression, 
news of travel or invitation to come out and play, heightened desire to enjoy yourself, party, and put time into your hobbies, turning a hobby into a livelihood, experiencing stability by taking risks to be yourself, and muse on your next steps to win your own self-respect and acclaim from the audience whose claps you're seeking the most, okay? Because Fifth House rules also drama and actors. So you can uh, keep those things in mind, Aries rising, Pisces rising, Leo new moons in your sixth house of Virgo and Mercury. Um, uh, Restless for more acknowledgement with life's work and influx of energy, perhaps a new vibrant coworker enlivens your day. <laughs> Humor and play on the job opens up possibilities, possibly a new friendship or love. Excitement about a new health idea or program or implementing that uh, new idea or program. Great time to merge interests with health like culinary fascination, using superfoods, and physical energy is a focus also. So be alert to messages about revitalizing on all levels. Aquarius rising, the Leo new moon's in your seventh house of Libra and Venus. So taking a stand for more respect in relationships is going to figure. Possibly a new love or a good friend. Stability in love comes from being appreciated and loved for your unique being. It's a pleasure to spend time with one another, a parent, child, a colleague, or a best friend. Sharing the spotlight being unusually dramatic. A commitment could deepen at the new moon for you guys. And it's a great time to make hearts for your bedroom. Okay, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Oh, yeah, these um, horoscopes are coming from Astrology King. Capricorn rising, the new moon's in your eighth house of Scorpio and Pluto. Creativity is a catalyst during this time, especially soulful expression from the full range of the emotional spectrum. Scorpio and Pluto goes deep, if you remember me saying that earlier. Um, It's passionate. So passionate sex is a a mover of your energy, and it can be cathartic, infusing life outside the control grid the matrix, with color, energy, and humor, allowing yourself to be driven by obsessions toward creative ends, turn destructive energy into wildly constructive productivity, gain control over addiction by rechanneling intensity into feverish creativity, and um, you can work some eighth house magic by transforming your consciousness with personal will inviting the universe to support your process to turn lead into gold. A little alchemy there. It's a good time to alchemicalize some things since you can go so deep, okay, Capricorn rising. Sagittarius rising, Leo new moons in your ninth house of Sagittarius and Jupiter. So you're going to feel right at home with this new moon. Perfect energy for Um, enthusiasm for travel, meeting someone from another culture as a possible new friend or love, falling in love with a field of study, invite invite messages about your quest for knowledge and how it aligns with your special purpose, your sun sign, an adventure that reaches into your personal story 
and enhances your sense of self through the experience. Example, like traveling to the land of your ancestors, for instance, okay? Scorpio rising, the Leo new moon's in your 10th house of Capricorn and Saturn. It's a time for ambition, stirring reality, check with your life's work, a change in status or desire for greater recognition, stepping into more leadership or resolving to prove yourself at work, and daring to climb the heights of your chosen heart-led path, okay? Recommitting to the long-term goals that will bring the respect you're after, all right? Scorpio rising, Libra rising, got one more after you. Libra rising, this Leo new moon is hitting your 11th house of Aquarius and Uranus. So at this new moon, you're going to be probably pondering ways your personal dreams meet the greater needs of the human family, meeting dynamic people whose energy is vivifying, not draining, okay? Uh, collaborating around a vision with those on your inspired wavelength and seeking excitement through new visions of what's possible, seeing things from a higher perspective and thus able to encourage others, all right? Last one, Virgo rising, this Leo new moon's in your 12th house of Pisces and Neptune. There are powerful currents going on at this time for setting a new vision, synchronicity that tricks out something at the edge of your conscious knowing, super vivid dreams and imaginative mindscapes to journey through during the day, tuning into the longings and desires of others. And uh, 12th house seclusion can be paradoxically emotionally restorative. So, you know, a little alone me time for Virgo risings could be actually a great benefit during this new moon. And a vibrant inner life is your secret treasure, okay? So that time alone going within really, really could set you up for a powerful couple of weeks or a powerful six months that by the time two weeks is here, six months is here, you can really see some things that have um, resulted from your new moon endeavors, intentions, actions, things done around this time, whether you're conscious or cognizant of it or not, is impacting your next couple of weeks and your next six months. So I'm just here to give you a heads up so you can consciously impact it in ways that are already naturally favorable to you, okay? I do see that I have someone who's raised their hand. It wasn't the one from before. I guess they put their hand down, but... um, Caller from 207772, you're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Hi there. Are we are we supposed to call in or just listen? You can listen. If you had um, something to add or ask, you can definitely um, do that at this time. Peace. Who am I speaking with? My name is Cindy. Cindy, thank you so much for calling in. Um, what uh, would you want to find out about today? Well, I was just kind of curious to see if there was something in my chart that would uh, uh, help me sell a house. Sure. There's definitely, like I said earlier in the show, everything is covered in astrology. So anything home-related. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cancer, you too. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. The very sign that rules home and family and ancestral lineage and roots and 
our residents and land and property. So, yeah, I'm very interested to um, look into your information. I won't do it here on the line, but as soon as um, the show's over, I can definitely give you a call. Can I call you at this 207 number? Sure. Okay, perfect. And, uh, yeah, uh, do you already know your ascendant sign? It's Libra. Libra ascendant. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I just wanted to double check about this new moon, if it was affecting, no, it's affecting your 11th house. Um, Okay. But, yeah, for whatever's going on with, uh, with cancer in your chart, with your fourth house, with the moon, I can definitely look into that here in just a second, okay? So if you want, if you want, I'll I'll mute your line back, go on and wrap okay. up the show and get you here, okay? Okay. Thank you, Cindy. Peace. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Very welcome. All right, guys. Um, I'm almost wrapped up with this week. I do have a a couple of more. Let's see. One more transit. Two more transits. But it's the rest of this week that we're actually in. Like um, I've gone back to last week, so I'm not in the week ahead. I did that earlier in the show. Right now I've gone back to last week's show, and uh, which is what we're living through right now. I just did the new moon um, horoscopes, which is coming up on Friday. And then Saturday there's a powerful sun-Venus conjunction. And um, for the few horoscopes, I don't have one for every sign, but for the few of those of you that are being directly affected by this transit, look, uh, well, let's take a look, listen and see. For Aries Deacon 3, those born April 10th to 19th, uh, the good news definitely keeps coming for you by this point with the sun trining your deacon from today, August 12th through the 23rd, and this will definitely maintain your confidence and increase your personal power. Now, this new moon will extend the productive phase of life, the sun trining your deacon, bringing you confidence and increasing your personal power, up until the solar eclipse of September 13th. So, this energy you're feeling right now, Aries Deacon 3, those born April 10th to 19th, you're going to be feeling it. Thankfully, it's a wonderful, beautiful trine from the sun, uh, which is only amplified by the new moon uh, all the way through September 13th. So yay for y'all. Uh, the Now, the sun-Venus alignment or conjunction that's happening this Saturday, August 15th at 2.21 p.m. Central Standard Time, that's when it peaks, uh, it offers another great opportunity for experiencing true love for Aries Deacon 3. You should be glowing and most attractive during this time. Spending money on yourself or socializing should be seen as a good investment in your future. All right? born. If you're born April 10th to 19th, I don't know when I've seen that or when I'll see it again. But, yeah, it's a really great time to spend money on yourself and socialize. It could really be a wonderful investment for your future, as it turns out. Deacon 3 Tauruses, those born May 11th to 20th, even though the worst is over by now, the sun squaring your deacon from today, August 12th through the 23rd, will not do much for your optimism and enthusiasm, unfortunately. And even with better transits ahead, the August 14th new moon will actually extend this challenging phase through uh, 
the same time period, the solar eclipse. So, yeah, from just Aries Deacon 3 to Taurus Deacon 3, it jumped completely into a whole other direction as far as what's being advised on how to handle this energy. Um, the Sun-Venus alignment could actually reignite any relationship drama faced earlier in the month. Okay, Deacon 3 Taurus is so sorry to deliver that news, but once again, knowing about it on the front end is powerful because you can always choose to do the highest and best thing for yourself and those you love, okay? Gemini Deacon 2, those born June 1st to the 10th, the sun is sextiling your deacon uh, all the way up through tomorrow, bringing confidence and ease. And now you can push yourself hard to achieve your goals. There's a greater chance of success because of the favorable conditions, and you can expect help from others. The new moon here in a couple of days will amplify these good effects and extend this very productive phase of life through that September 13th eclipse, okay? Um, Gemini Deacon 3s, those born June 11th through the 20th, the Sun-Venus alignment from the new moon on the 14th to the 16th for a couple of days, it should result in increased love and affection for you. Although your lucky Jupiter transit is over now, this combination of Sun and Venus is perfect for showing your affectionate side. So creative projects and financial investments will turn out well, especially involving beauty products, art, sculpture, fashion, and jewelry. Leo Deacon 3, those born August 13th to 22nd, happy birthday <laughs> with the Sun. In your deacon from today through the 23rd, um, the benefits of vitality, purpose, and enthusiasm will last much longer than this transit because of the new moon. Uh, you know, any let me interject real quick here. Any passing moon transit is going to affect you for about three hours, okay? So to have a like a new moon or a full moon, it extends that effect for up to two weeks. With a solar e uh, two weeks for a short term, um, and that's when you're really talking about intentions for the new moon. But uh, with the eclipse, it it makes the the new moon extends the effects of this particular moon transit, and the eclipse extends the effect. Okay, as well. Also, the fact that it's your birthday time at the time of a Sun Venus alignment puts that energy on your entire year, your entire new year, birth year. Okay, so this is what I'm reading to you right now is going to be good info for up to a year just because it's happening at the time of your birthday. Okay. Uh, what did I say? This particular event is happening on the 15th. So, yeah, if your birthday is give or take a few days of the 15th, this um, affects you as well. Uh, the productive moon phase will last up to the solar eclipse on the 13th of September, also making up a part of your solar return chart. 
at the time where the sun comes back to where it was when you were born, it's called a solar return. You have it once a year, and we know it as a birthday. Um, but when you line it up in astrology and you can time it exactly when it, it's in the exact same position, whatever chart is cast at that time, it's it, it's called a solar return chart, and it's, it literally is the tone that is cast or set over your entire year. That's why it's so vitally important that you are in a good mood on your birthday. It's so vitally important that you are around people who are going to nurture you and, 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 and love on you on your birthday in the day before and the day after. But definitely on your birthday, if you get a phone call on your birthday from that ex that's crazy and he ain't never got nothing good to say, <laughs> don't answer. Wait a couple of days so it doesn't set the tone, a cast this, you know, tone over your entire year of being bothered, okay? Be very protective of your energy around your birthday and especially this year because also making up part, I mean, how many people are going to have this in their solar return chart except for y'all this year, uh, which is the sun-venus alignment that will be going on from the 14th to the 16th. Uh, and you don't want to miss out on it because this energy, the Sun-Venus alignment for for Leo Deacon 3 is born August 13th to the 22nd, has the potential to keep love and money high on your agenda for an entire year, which is a very promising and harmonious solar return, suggesting a peaceful and satisfying year ahead. Whatever you achieve in the way of happiness and riches will require some hard work to hold on to, because of the sun square Saturn from August 19th to 23rd. So that could cast a slightly, it starts on the 19th, so it's a little bit away from the 15th, but close enough to where, you know, it, it has a slight influence, okay? And for Libra Deacon 3s, those of you born October 13th through the 22nd, during the first part of the month of August, the potential for anger and resentment are greatly reduced by the combined harmony of Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter. This enables you to channel your passionate and willful behaviors into more sociably acceptable pursuits. Your lucky streak with Jupiter sextile your deacon does come to an end by tomorrow, the 13th, but not before going out with the bang, okay? Pete, my deacon three Libras. <laughs> Jupiter's good fortune and happiness finds its final expression through your love life with Venus sextile your deacon, uh, which is going on now. It started at July 18th and it ends August 21st. And as mentioned, uh, this is an extended transit because of the Venus retrograde all month. So this also means you will have this transit once more starting in late September. When a planet goes retrograde, it crosses over the same degree three times. So if you have an, a transit to one of your natal planets during that time, you're going to have that transit three times. You know, it, It'll be like deja vu. <laughs> um, let's see. The theme of good fortune continues. For my Deacon 3 Libras born October 13th to 22nd. Uh, and the, the good fortune continues from today, the 12th through the 23rd. The August 14th new moon is the best moon phase in a long time for you guys and pretends peace and love. 
Apart from the special conjunction at the start of August, the next base time for finding new love is during the Sun-Venus alignment from August 14th to 16th. This is also a great time for investing, especially for fashion, jewelry, or works of art. Anything related to beauty should be a good investment. Wonderful. Scorpio, Deacon 3, those born November 12th to 21st. So much happening in your horoscope this month with a mixture of easy and hard transits, much like last month. Your recent strong urge to get more out of life from Jupiter Square, your deacon ends tomorrow on the 13th. Complicating this expansion is the contraction of Saturn in your deacon until mid-September. You will feel this struggle between the big planets as increased inner tension, not knowing whether to push ahead or hold your ground. Jupiter square Saturn lasts from what's going on right now. It lasts through tomorrow. Okay, so you'll feel the tension mostly in your love life and with your finances because of Venus squaring your deacon through the 21st. Also going to square your your deacon again due to Venus retrograde. (laughs) Um, and Venus retrograde for you, uh, Scorpio Deacon 3s of born November 12th to 21st, it may mean that you have to deal with some unresolved karma associated with previous relationships. This would be especially important if you're looking to start a new love relationship, okay? Um, the outlook, let's see. Yeah. And the outlook does remain a little challenging with the sun square deacon from today through the 23rd. This will, however, be less stressful now that the exaggerating influence of Jupiter has finished. The August 14th new moon extends this testing phase of life through until the solar eclipse on the 13th of September, okay? So it's going to be a little while that you deal with this energy. Um, But the sun-venus alignment, on uh, the 14th, it's on the 15th, but starting on the 14th through the 16th will again place added stresses on your intimate relationships. Uh, the remainder of the month is not favorable for starting anything new, okay? Sticking to routine is preferred. This becomes most important during the sun square Saturn from August 19th to 23rd. You may have to deal with criticism or problems with superiors. And it looks like Saturn, all these Deacon 3s, um, Saturn Deacon 3, those born December 12th to 21st, this is an even better month to take advantage of Venus trying your Deacon until August 21st. The focus of this fortunate transit is your love life, social life in general, and also your finances. Um, Venus retrograde this month means you'll have the transit again in September. It is also the reason why this is a much longer uh, Venus transit than usual, and it may indicate also, again, for you, some karmic issues with previous partners. It could also mean that any new love relationship formed this month would have a feeling of karmic familiarity about it. You can also still take advantage of your lucky streak with Jupiter trying your deacon until tomorrow. The good, the thirteenth. The good story con- continues with the sun trying your deacon from today, the twelfth through the twenty-third. 
Increased confidence and inner balance make the achievement of your goals much easier. There will be little resistance to your plans and even offers of assistance coming your way. The August 14th new moon extends this productive phase of life until September 13th solar eclipse. Another fine opportunity for romance comes with the Sun-Venus alignment from the 14th through the 16th, though not as powerful and rare as the alignment at the start of the month, probably referring to Jupiter-Venus. You will still be feeling and looking your best. Prison compliments will enhance your self-esteem, an excellent time for socializing because of your popularity and genuine warmth. Go ahead, Sagittarius Deacon 3, get it. And uh, lastly, Aquarius, Deacon 3, those born February 9th to the 18th. The struggle continues this month, but the worst is over in the first week or so. Uh, Jupiter opposite your deacon has been the cause of some overestimation or extravagance in recent weeks. This expansive influence ends by tomorrow, August 13th, but not before one final test. This test also involves the return of Saturn square your deacon until mid-September. The Jupiter theme of growth and happiness, struggle against Saturn restriction and austerity with Jupiter square Saturn uh, up until tomorrow. The inner tension created by this major aspect uh, already peaked. So, I mean... Uh, the greatest tension will be felt in your love life and with your finances with Venus opposite your deacon uh, from July 18th to August 21st. So we're in that now. Uh, the Venus retrograde is going to hit you too That because that Venus opposition your deacon is going to come up again, okay? Uh, and it also suggests some unresolved issues with previous partners and uh, may cause problems in an existing relationship with Venus opposite your deacon, okay? All right, Aquarius Deacon 3. Um, perhaps a new romance entered into now will have a strong karmic feeling of familiarity. Differences in age or location may also be the source of increasing tension. The sun opposite your deacon from today, the 12th through the 23rd, continues the confrontational nature of your stars this month. We just talked about a couple of oppositions. Your needs and wants may take second place to those of others. Okay, if it's opposite you, it kind of has that ring of the seventh house to it. It ain't about you like in the first house, Aries, Mars. It's about others, seventh house, Libra, Venus, okay? Uh, this is not a good time for pushing your agenda as a result of that, so stick to routine to maintain some harmony in your relationships. Uh, the new moon will extend this testing phase until the solar eclipse of September 13th, and one final stressful period for relationships is going to come during this Sun-Venus alignment here on the 15th. Starts on the 14th, ends on the 16th. With Sun square Saturn from um, the 19th through the through the 23rd, you will feel constrained or pressured to conform. Though you are craving more freedom, breaking from the pack now would leave you in a vulnerable position. That's why I love astrology because who would, I mean, I guess if you're intuitive and you meditate a lot and, you know, a really spiritual person that, that uh, keeps down on the influences from the outside world to kind of keep up uh, the flow, 
you could get these insights, you know, without the help of astrology. But, shoot, you pay an astrologer for a quick little $20, $30 report for that, that'll be good for the month or longer. I mean, hell, you spend that much on an outfit, and that ain't helping nobody except the people you want to look at you. <laughs> so I'm just kind of putting it into perspective a little here. Um, I've got one more uh, transit to go through, and it's really short and quick. It's happening on Saturday, this coming Saturday, after the new moon and after this um, uh, Sun-Venus conjunction on the uh, 15th on Saturday. Additionally, on Saturday, you're going to have Mercury trining Pluto at 2.55 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for those deacon, uh, those Tauruses in Deacon 2, born May 1st to 10th, during this Mercury-Pluto trine, you're going to have greater mental clarity, okay? Um, it starts on tomorrow, and it goes all the way through the 20th, okay? So the 15th is going to be kind of in the middle. That's where it will kind of peak at is Saturday. Now, with this being the only helpful influence of the month, Deacon 2 Tauruses, use this week to attend to, and by this week, yeah, this week. By this week, I do mean this week. We're a week ahead, so I got a little confused. But, yeah, I do mean this current week. Use this week to attend to any important matters like business, appointments, and meetings, and persuading others are from the 14th at the new moon to the 16th, okay? Virgo Deacon 2s, those born September 3rd to 12th, Mercury in your Deacon from the 13th tomorrow through the 20th will make this a very busy week with more errands to run and appointments to attend. Good mental and communication skills mean you can keep up with the pace and even find time to enjoy some socializing along the way. Now with Mercury trining Pluto, it is the most intense period for you of the whole month. A piercing and probing intellect can be put to good use uncovering secrets and solving mysteries. This this is also an ideal time for some psychological self-analysis or discovering the inner working of complex theories. Conversations on these days will involve deep and meaningful issues. These and other events now will all lead to the higher evolution of your soul. And I'm going to quickly read Scorpio um, Deacon 1 and 2 and Pisces Deacon 2 if I can get it out in the next 90 seconds. Um, uh, contact us, Adrian at myastrologycoach.com, A-D-R-I-E-N-E. And uh, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter. Uh, I wish I could see real quick who's having, yeah, opposition. Pisces, Deacon 2, born February 29th to March 10th. Uh, you are in an extended period of positive transformation. Much of the incremental change going on will be psychological, but you will also notice a gradual improvement externally. This could range to healthier relationships because of improved self-esteem or more respect in the outer world because of increased power and influence. This Pluto theme of positive transformation is evaded during your only other transit. Mercury opposite your deacon from tomorrow the 13th through the 20th will make this a very busy week with more errands to run and appointments to attend. The hectic pace of activity may leave you feeling scared. 
is confused. Poor judgment and a lack of concentration means that major business dealing and important decisions will require professional advice or be postponed. It's about to hang up on me. I love y'all. See you next week. Peace. Six one, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, it hung me up online, I guess, but I can still hear you. On the small chance that it could still be recording, let let's not mm-hmm. do any specific info here. But um, what were you calling in about today? Well, I wanted to ask questions. So, um, are you uh, would you are you taking questions? Yeah, you can ask me whatever question you have. Okay. Um, so you do astrology or psychic? I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, I am a practicing astrologer. So, yes, I work with people's birth charts. Um, mm-hmm. I can uh, produce a birth chart for you. I do a birth chart mm-hmm. report where I you know, kind of put my well, bells I, and whistles. I know that Virgo, I mean, yesterday um, Virgo just moved, you know, uh, Jupiter just moved into Pisces, seventh house. And I have this guy that's... Um, you know, really in love with me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I I just, you know, at first I thought maybe we could, I'm not really sure. I just, now I think maybe he's taking it too obsessive and he was going on making phony profiles on one of the dating websites and sending me all these, uh, on these wild goose chase and mm-hmm. sending me all these emails. And so... Um, now, you mentioned you, that at first Jupiter had moved, changed signs. Uh, why did you mention that before you got started? Well, because I'm I thought curious. maybe I would have met, I thought that he was maybe my life partner. Cause some, mm-hmm. And I didn't know maybe he is or he's just confused. And I, Can you look at his, if I give you his birthday and my birthday, would you rather look to see if uh, maybe we was just tell you that after I mentioned the birth charts that we do, that we do the compatibility composite charts as well. Um, let mm-hmm. me go ahead. Got This number 561, I can reach you back on it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me go ahead and get off this line just in case it's still recording so your personal info is not out there, and I'll get y'all's info when I call you back. What's your name? Lena. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to find out about this guy if, you know, is this something yeah, like should just blow, blow him off, or is this something that might, do. you know, be a potential life partner for me? We can do that, and especially with Venus being retrograde, I really want to take a look um, closer into your chart. Did you say your name is Lena, L-E-N-A? Yes, correct. Okay. Uh-huh, yeah, and he's a, he's a Sagittarius, too, and I know Saturn is going to be giving him some uh, hard lessons soon. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, we got a taste of it already, but yeah, it's heading back in that direction. So I can't wait to take a look into it for you. Just give mm-hmm. me a few minutes here off the line and shut the show down, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. See you soon, Lena. Right, bye bye. Bye bye.